Hey everyone, welcome to Still With You. My name is Coley Browning and I am so excited that you joined me for another episode of the podcast. I feel like this week is opening season as store shops are swinging open their doors. We are getting back into our new normal. It has been a long road and I know that we're still very unsure of what is happening within these next few steps of still recovering from COVID-19. It just feels like a very interesting season right now, but I feel like we're on the other half of it. Hopefully, I keep saying words like that. Hopefully, I am just continuing. Continuing to press in and pray throughout this entire time. Please don't let up on prayer just because things have kind of started to shift. Let's just keep our foot on the pedal in our prayer life. You guys know my heart for my friends who make music, and today I am so excited to introduce you to a friend and fellow Missouri girl, Christian artist Mariah Dawn. Mariah is originally from Los Angeles, but she and her family moved to St. Louis when she was very young to start a church, where she still serves today as the music director and worship leader. I connected with Mariah after listening to her 2019 EP, Keeping Me. It is one of my favorites and it has received so much love from listeners receiving over 57,000 streams on Spotify and Apple Music. The music you are hearing in the background is from this EP, music from Mariah and her husband Matthew who produces all of her music. Talk about a power couple for the kingdom. In my conversation with Mariah today, we talk about her journey and what's led her to this point in her life of sharing her music. With God at the center, she strives to motivate young adults to walk in their faith and boldness with authority. You'll learn through Mariah's story that she did not set out to become an artist, but when God calls you forward, you must give a brave yes. I am so thankful for this incredible friend who creates amazing beats that I love to move and dance to. Turn up the volume and be blessed, blessings on me, (laughs) by my conversation with my beautiful friend and anointed voice, Mariah Dawn. I am so excited that you're here. Thank you so much for making time for me today. Oh my gosh, literally, it's such a pleasure. Also, Coley is the cutest name ever. I, was, I wasn't sure if I was saying it the right way when I would tell people, yeah, her name is Coley. And I was like, yeah, hope that's right. But <laughs> this is so exciting. Like, I am literally so excited. I've never been on a podcast before. Really? Now that's shocking to me. Yeah, it's so cool. I just recently actually listened to my first podcast, obviously outside of like listening to yours and doing research and all that good stuff. And it was the office ladies, Jenna and Angela. Yeah, that was like my first one. And it was a whole hour long. And I couldn't believe that I actually listened to it all without watching anything. Like that was crazy for me. You must be a fan of the office then, are you? Totally. I probably have watched every episode like a hundred (laughs) times. Same. I watched it too. I remember even like watching it in real time where like they were adding like the last few seasons before they really. Yeah. And what's interesting is Jenna who plays Pam. Mm -hmm. I'm talking like I know her like Jenna. (laughs) I know. Right. She's actually from St. Louis. So I feel like I know her too. I'm like, we're from the same place. So that's what I was going to ask was, I mean that say that she's from the Midwest. I wonder if she still has family there. If she still goes back every once in a while. She comes back because of the Blues. They won NHL or whatever. I'm not a huge hockey person, but (laughs) I know that they won. And so she was actually here for all of the games. And I used to work at Nordstrom. And I literally 
met, took a picture with Phyllis from The Office. That's so cool. I love that. I know. And Phyllis is also from St. Louis too. So I was literally freaking out. I FaceTimed my sister Felicia and I was like, dude, look who I'm with. I was like dying, literally dying. That is so cool. That is like my dream to meet celebrities like casually in public or something like that. But I do have a problem and maybe you can help me with this because you've had experience, but I can end up fangirling <laughs> so hard that like I lose, I lose my marbles, start to stutter. And I don't want to be that yeah. way, especially with like wanting to be like having people on who are doing far bigger and better things than I am. I want to keep it cool and not where I'm like cool cool but just like okay I can hear on a conversation better honestly I think when it's genuine though and you're not like trying to just meet them for your own clout I feel like they could tell with Phyllis like I was fangirling out but not to the point where it's like okay this is weird (laughs) and awkward I felt like I kept it dignified she definitely knew that this was crazy And that this is so exciting and I'm going to tell all my friends. That was the thing. But I think like, and this like gets spiritual, but my mom has always said like, God has not called us to be fans. Because then you're kind of like worshiping the, not worshiping what they've done, but just kind of like overly obsessing, I guess. So like, I always kick into spiritual mode in my head because then it helps me not look like a weirdo. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. I think my problem is though, that I, and it's a lot of people who, I know that they've had a role in my life leading me closer to Jesus or I've had when I heard this song like it was incredible and I had this moment and so I attach all my yes. life change memories to them yeah. and granted yes it was Jesus using them so that's good for me to hear that like okay remember you don't have to be a fan you just have to and I love that being genuine because it's a real problem with me I really had a conversation with another friend who was like help me because this is what's happening yeah and you know honestly I feel like if they're also genuine and they are doing it to make impacts, they will also be understanding. Yeah. And I feel like that's another part too that kind of stinks. So sometimes when you meet those people who have made such a difference in your life, you know, you can attach like memories and moments of where like you were literally about to like give up. I feel like it's so sad because sometimes when people Mm -hmm. meet those people they are completely thrown off with the reaction that they get and it's like they're not the same in person you know I've had that too and I'm like wait but you've gotten me through my hardest moments but you're rude you know like that just is so stinky so I think if they're genuine as well they will understand and they should never like make you feel like you're doing the most yeah we've all had those people. It's like genuineness on both sides, but it kind of stinks when you're expecting it from someone who's like done so much for you. And then they're like rude. That's happened so many times. It's so annoying. I'm just going to take what you just said and remember that, hold it with an open hand. Yes. (laughs) So you grew up in Los Angeles and then you moved to St. Louis with your family in 2002. Mm -hmm. Your dad planted a church. What was that like with you guys growing up in ministry? I was like six when we moved to St. Louis. Obviously, I was born and slightly raised in California. As soon as I was 12, I lived in St. Louis way before, mm-hmm. way longer than I was in California. Looking back and watching my parents make that step of faith, take that leap of faith, honestly, just based off of my father feeling like God told him to move to Missouri and watching my mom back him up too and like saying, okay, well, if God said it, let's do it. You know, that kind of has set a tone for my whole life when it comes to ministry. Because even when we moved to Missouri, it was two years before my dad actually started the church. There were those two years that we were like, okay, like, why are we here still? You know, like, what's, you know, what's going on? But my parents continued to let God lead them. And in that, I grew up just seeing moments of exuberant faith, crazy faith for my parents. And so for me, that's just been the norm. And so 
with growing up in ministry and actually being a pastor's kid, a PK, a lot of times the parents put the church before their family. It was such a blessing because my parents always, like my dad would always say, as soon as one of my kids are falling away and they say it's because of the church, I will shut the doors. Bottom line, that never happened. But just to know that that was my fan, like my dad and my mom's mindset, it really just allowed us to have this really open conversation. And it's not just like we're the kids, but we're also helping grow this church as well. It's been hard. It's been difficult. Mm. It's not easy at all, but I would not trade it for anything in the world. I have learned so much. I'm literally who I am because of all those trials and all the hardships. And it's just made me fall in love with God more and be so appreciative of the family that he gave me. We could have a whole three hours of just talking about the things that we've been through. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it definitely translates into now being married and stuff like that too, because you have to have faith and you have to believe and you have to basically, I'm like kicking into gear all the things that I grew up with. That's real. Yeah. And it's beautiful and I'm thankful for it. And again, I, like I said, like I legit would not trade it for anything. I love that your family decided to put family first, mm-hmm. you know, God first, family, and then vocational ministry and their job and their calling. And I'm curious in regards to music and your first experience kind of engaging in music, especially in worship, was that you or did your parents encourage you to help lead? Because I mean, now you're a worship pastor at your church and at the same church. And I have, that's a whole nother question I want to get to. Oftentimes we grow up, we move and you decide to stay, you're still serving there. How did that grow into your life with music? In the beginning, it was literally just us six that started the church. Literally my mom, my dad, my oldest sister, Felicia, Olivia, my brother, Max, and then myself. Our first Sunday, it was us six and people that came out to support or whatever. My sister was on the piano. My brother was on the drums. I was still so young. I was like eight years old. Crazy to think about. Holy cow. No pressure. And you're starting a church and you want people to be fed. Enjoy it. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then my sister, Olivia, they were the music department. They sang, they did all the music. My mom led worship. Growing up, I knew that I always liked to sing and I always, it was just something that God has blessed me with. So not to say I grew up just singing, but that's kind of how it was. It just was what I did, you know, I would go to like camps and, you know, this is a whole nother issue too, but moving from California to Missouri, it was a definite culture shock. I was six when I moved here. So I grew up in a place where I didn't necessarily see a lot of people like me. I would grow up going to camps. I would look up on the pulpit or on the stage or whatever and be like, man, like, I wish I could do that. Mm -hmm. I want to do that, but I did not feel like I would ever be able to do that. When you say people like me, what do you mean people like you? Not to like go deep and like super crazy, but (laughs) you can, I mean, I'm fine with it. You can do whatever you want. Okay. Um, but I mean like people of color, it's Missouri. Okay. So we're like in the middle, middle, middles. I was raised there. So yeah, I, I understand. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So, and not only was it not seen, it was not encouraged either. Yeah. And so I'm growing up six, seven, eight years old on those rural formative years where you kind of start to dream and start to see like what you want to do. And for us in the ministry too, and I never saw that and I never felt like that would be something that I could do, even though I would go to my home church and see my mom. It was different because obviously we're going to accept my mom. You know what I mean? 100%. Yeah. That was a change and a difference for me. Fast forward five years, I had already 
had a crisis with my hair being curly and not straight. And, you know, I would go to camps and I would secretly put gel and all the things that I need for my hair in my hair while everyone was asleep because I was embarrassed and I felt like it would be, you know, made fun of or, which it was. After all of that, you know, it didn't just stop there, but it got easier, I I guess I can say. When the Lord put it on my mom, my mom literally said, Mariah, you need to start learning how to how to lead worship. And I was like, what? You know, like, what's, mm. I, how? Like, I don't even know how to ad-lib. How do yeah. people do that? Like, what do you do, you know? For a minute, it was my sister on the piano and singing and then me singing along with her. But it was just us two. Because of the way it was set up, my mom would encourage me to walk towards the front so people had someone to look at, you know? Yeah. I started and I was like, okay, well, do, when do I lift up my hands? How does this, like, I was so, I remember literally being so nervous, not knowing, you know, when people ad lib and they do oohs and ahs and yeah, oh, yeah. And like that was not me. Like I did not know what I was doing, but I also didn't want to be fake too. And I knew that it would eventually get more comfortable. Yeah. And so by, I think I want to say 13, 14, I was actually actively leading worship at the church. Wow. It just became a love. I tell my mom this all the time. Like, it's such an honor to be used in that aspect for me. And some people would be like, oh, no, like, that's not me. I would hate it. That's so, like, how do you do that? You know? But it's such an honor to be used in that space. To be able to use my gifts and my talents for the glory of God is just crazy. And we all have that. Like, you're using yours as well in just this podcast alone. You know what I mean? You. I'm trying. <laughs> Seriously, no, like you have to see that as like the way you get to honor God and the way yeah. you like this is your ministry and the way you get to celebrate what God has done in your life. Like it's huge. I always say to people like not like a drug high, but when I'm up there, it just feels so right and it doesn't leave me. Yeah. It doesn't leave when I get off and that's just what is so beautiful about it. I, you know, everybody has stages. Like if when you first started doing a podcast, I'm sure in the beginning it was like, you're like, I cannot believe I didn't talk that much or, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, all the insecurities of, wow, said a lot of things I probably shouldn't have. Right? <laughs> yeah. And so that's, it's the same with that too. Like I, you know, remember the first time I decided to just like let my worship go. Literally God was like, just jump. And I was like, but I can't. And I remember just actually starting to just be exuberant with my worship and feeling so free. And all of that happened while I was up there. Bible talks about how like he he gives us the desires of our hearts. And so I think, I mean, especially since I like mentor young women and they, they talk Mm -hmm. about all these things like, Oh, I don't know what God's wanting me to do in this. And I say, you know, there are going to be hard seasons, but the calling that he's put on your life, for example, yours was leading worship. And you said that it just felt right when I was on stage and it didn't leave me. I tell them, you know, he's not going to send you to do something that's going to embarrass you or going to be awkward or not where you're supposed to be. Now, granted, there may be seasons that are going to teach you different things, but it's going to feel like that. It's going to be right. You know, it's just pressing in and and praying and asking him for his will for you to walk in what he wants for you to do. And it's him using you for the expansion of his kingdom. I love that you said that, that, you know, it felt right. And it it was you seeking the Lord. I I remember being in in group with this woman who was thought that if she became a Christian and gave her life to Lord, that she was going to have to hand out flyers on the side of the road. And I was like, girl, that's not it. You know, like he's, he wants to use you, but not like that. It's never a way that's going to, 
break you with, you know, it's going to, it'll encourage you. And I love that you're sharing that. Yeah. And that's the thing that's so good about God. He made us. So he, he knows what would be pushing us in a, in a healthy way. And then just what's not us. Yeah, It's hard to remember that sometimes the vision of ministry is painted as, you know, it's going to be horrible, but you got to do it. That's not God. He knows the desires of your heart, like you said, and it's all about being open and it's all about listening for the voice of the Lord Mm -hmm. and not just doing what's in right now and not just going places and being someone who you're not even supposed to be. This music thing, it would not have started unless I heard from God straight up. How did that look like for you? My husband obviously is a producer, so he makes music beats and all that good stuff. So we were downstairs and he was showing me this song, this uh, Mm -hmm. beat that he made. And it was what came to be the beat for keeping me. Oh, wow. And literally that first verse that in my darkest days, I wonder that whole thing came to me in a matter of like 30 seconds. It just like, bam, right there. And I was like, whoa, like that was my... First experience with like writing, my first experience with intentionally like doing something like that. We sing along and we're like, oh my God, this is like really good. Like this is powerful, you know? Yeah. And is this like last year? Cause I know you released Keeping Me in 2019. Uh-huh. Yes. When did you start this process of where, oh, I'm going to try recording music? Was this in 2019 or how many years was this? I believe it was in like May. So we recorded the song. I think it was that following Sunday. We were at church and I was leading worship and it was like really prophetic in what was going on. So everyone was kind of having their own moments with God. And a lady came up to me at the church and I had even questioning, did God give this to me for myself to be an artist or did he give this to me just for like a one-time thing? Is it just like, mm-hmm. thank you, Lord, for this song and then drop it and then move on, you know? Yeah. I was leaning towards the, there's no way he's calling me to be an artist. I'm a worship leader. Like, <laughs> chill. You know, that's not, that's never been something that's been in my, in my heart or my head, literally. Even as a, as a young girl where you're 13, 14 and you're leading mm-hmm. worship and you're also seeing artists, I don't know, a pop artist, pop yeah. up, you never had the thought of, oh, I kind of like to do that. No. Um, my sister Felicia is, the queen of music writing and music and it was actually always a thing that she would be that first one to release music and everything she actually did work for a cd like she was almost there but then i we believe that god stopped that and for whatever reason you know we're not sure yet but it was always fee like it was always something that fee was gonna do and not even like in a bad way just it just wasn't i don't know just i never thought like okay this is definitely i can't wait to get old enough to be an artist like that was never a thought for me but the voice like yours that completely shocks me and it's totally of the lord i would think if i had the voice like yours i'd be like okay when can we sign up because i have to share (laughs) (laughs) thank you that's so sweet You know, I guess that's why, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I think because I probably fell in love with music first because of worship, God just works in mysterious ways. So (laughs) So that Sunday morning, uh, a lady came to my church and she said, God is telling me to tell you, you need to go for Mm. it. For me, mind you, oh, another reason why my whole thing has always been fashion since I graduated high school, that was like my thing. I, I am still, and I don't do as much, but I'm a stylist. I love to help people like dress and in their personality, but not feel like bound by trends. And so I could talk for days about that. Oh my gosh, your website with your photos. Mm-hmm. I knew that you had to be, I was like, either she hired someone or she's really good at this. That glittery skirt that you have, you have a spare. I would <laughs> love it. Hey, give me a skirt and a pair of like tennis shoes or like little sneakers. I love, love that look, but also it's because I've copied it from people like you and I'm so glad you said that. 
Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. You you have to be free in that. Like, that is step one. Who cares about what's trending, honestly? You just have to be yourself. Yeah, but my brain doesn't work like that. Like, it really doesn't. I just yeah. kind of, like, try to piece a few things together. But I just, not one of my gifts. Like, I see it, and I think it's pretty, and it looks good on me. But I don't think I have that, yeah. like, cutting-edge style like you would. Or, you know, I have another friend who works in fashion. It's interesting. Her brain just works differently, and I love it. Yeah, and that's why we're here. We can always have help. <laughs> in that time, I was also trying to figure out if I should relaunch my styling business or whatever. I've always done it from the side, but I was about to like see if I should just go hard on just that one thing. Mm-hmm. So when she came up to me and said that, my first thought was, oh, she's saying like my fashion, like I need to go for it. Mm. This lady was like, no, I'm not talking about the first thing. God's talking about the second oh, thing. Oh, wow. And I was like, what in the world? Like I fell out. God is so good. I was so unsure. That's what I say. Like when God knows you, God knew that like, Being an artist for me was so like, that's not who I am. People aren't going to accept that. He knew that if someone came to me and said, yo, like God's telling me you need to go for it. He knew I was just going to think safe and say, oh, well, yeah, my fashion. So for him to come back and say, no, the second thing. And I literally was thinking about my CD, like straight up. Wow, that's I was like, okay. After that, I talked to my fiance at the time and my mom and I said, okay, like we got to do this. Like this is what God has literally taught me to do. And then that amongst a lot of other confirmations and just feeling peace. I feel like you always should follow peace Mm -hmm. in everything that you do, especially if you have a heart after God, you're not going to have peace if it's not from God. You're not. I continue to follow peace. And I was like, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like this music thing, here we go. And that's come with its own trials and feeling like I... I'm not enough or I don't have the look or, you know, the voice or the money or whatever, you know, but God continues to, to tell me like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. This is what I'm telling you to do. Why are you worried? You know? <laughs> yeah. And how cool that he would pair you with someone who produces music. What is your uh, husband's name? Yes. Yeah, so my husband's name is Matthew Ray Dobson. He's amazing. You know, how does that work between work and, you know, also being in a relationship? Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> When he first came to the church, he was doing music, but it was on the secular side. He wasn't so like sold on it. Like it wasn't like what the thing that he did, you know? And so when we started talking and getting together and so his convictions changed and he was like yo like my music has to be centered around god bottom line everything that he does is christian everything that every person that he works with every song like it's all like very strictly pro god always yeah i never thought like maybe god's putting me with him because he's gonna make beats for me like never (laughs) did i think that at all I just thought like, wow, this is dope. I get to be with someone who's like really good at like beat making. Like, this is so cool. We will never have a boring car ride. For sure. His best friend slash brother, Larion, my sister is actually Olivia. She's getting married to him on April 10th. So they ended up getting together, but he's a rapper. So I was just like, this is dope. Like if I can just sit here and watch them create music, but even then never thought that I would be on the other side of that microphone. Wow. I just, I don't know how that can be, but I believe you. <laughs> I know it's, it's really crazy. It, it is. And I, I don't know. I think, I think God allowed me to not see it. I think God mm. wanted it to be genuine and didn't want it to be like, oh, well, she's just doing music because of who her husband is, or she's just doing music because that's the cool thing to do. If September was the right time to release a CD, it's not because we did research. It's just because that's when it was done. You know what I mean? Like 
we just followed God in it. And I think once I've realized like, this is what he wants to do, then it's my responsibility to kick into that gear of, okay, now professionally with my dedication, with my time, what am I going to do now to show God, like you told me to do this and now I'm going to actually operate in it fully. And that's been a whole nother segment as well from it just being a hobby or just being, you know, what I do on Sundays to, okay, well, this is actually how for me personally, this is what I, another segment of my ministry. And I have to honor it just the Mm -hmm. same as I do singing on Sunday. So you were asking about like how it is with, with his job. So he does work a full-time job outside of the music, which is crazy. And so literally our recording looks like random times at night in the basement after a Bible class on Wednesday nights, in the middle of church, after church and basketball on Sundays. We just make it work. I don't know. God's good because this far it hasn't been super bad. So... <laughs> Was he a part of the songwriting process for Keeping Me as well? Yes. Do you write all your own music, correct? Yes, I do. So now I say I do just to simply answer that question, but we do um, because my whole family has actually, even including my father, who is the bishop of our church, has had a hand in almost, in at least one of the songs on my EP, on Keeping Me. We've had a writing session together where we intentionally did it. And then another time when we were just at my mom's house writing and my dad said oh what about this and we were like that's dope that part I feel like is very typical of most artists that you hear they're like you know one time we were laying on the carpet literally in my living room and I came up with the hook for mad at it that I don't even know why part and I was like this is so cool so that's just kind of how it's been and then the second step is always taking it to my family and saying yo like how can we readjust this so my brother wrote and had the melody for stand the I know you see me yeah I always say like Max, this is your song because he created that whole thing. The mad at it, the I don't live life on the regular part is completely my sister Felicia. Better is the the concept and everything was from my sister-in-law, Aaron, and my brother-in-law, soon to be Larion. My mom had a huge part in almost all of them. So it's just all fun. And my sister Olivia, she's a wordsmith. She's incredible. She writes plays. She does all that stuff. All the songs go through her before we finalize. Wow. That is what we do. And so she'll switch words around, make it more song-y. It's a fun process. Fun fact, I actually have a recording at the end of Stand when we all sing it, the I Know You See Me part. Yeah. And it sounds like, you know, just like random recording. That was actually the day that we wrote that song. We did a siblings writing party and we recorded on Matthew's laptop just to have like a sense of it. No, I love it. We were supposed to re-record it professionally, but we just decided not to. But that literally was right there. All my siblings, the offbeat clap is my nephew. My mom first listened to that song and started bawling because that's like all her kids, you know, but it's just fun. It's like a way to have memories in the music and it's, it's just beautiful. Going back to what I was asking beforehand about why you decided to stay, because you are very talented and gifted in many areas. You decided to stay yeah. in the local St. Louis area. Why did you stay? Honestly, my church is everything to me. We built it with my parents. They didn't make us feel like we were just the kids. We built that church together and they always made us feel that way, even though like obviously big decisions were obviously my parents. Uh, But growing up, like I was excited about church every Sunday, every Wednesday. This city and it's Maplewood. So it's obviously St. Louis, but in more specifics, um, Maplewood has been such a huge part of my life. 
I've never heard or never felt like God was telling me to leave. So I, I that could be very a simple answer of like God told me to say, so I'm going to say. But also, I would never want to leave. My church is my family. This city is so special to me. God could have sent us anywhere, and He just sent us in a place that was just so perfect for us, and not because it's full of great amazing wealthy people but it's just good it's just perfect I don't even know how to explain it I always say this because I don't want God to you know test me but I would never leave St. Louis unless literally God told me like straight up you have to leave my church is just everything and my parents have done such a great job of not wanting us to leave and a lot of pastor's kids end up leaving the ones that we've seen are not even just the state but the church as well Mm. You know, I obviously have not done research on exactly why they left, but what my parents did about putting the family first and making us feel apart, I think has such a huge role in why we're still here. Like all of my siblings are still here with their husbands. I mean, you guys wrote an album like together. Yeah. I would have loved to have been a part of those sessions just to watch you guys. I can just imagine how like fun that, because I mean, after listening to the album and you can sense that now that I'm hearing that story, I'm like, oh yeah, that does have a very togetherness feel. And also I think the bond that my parents made sure that we had as siblings too, we would never leave each other. Like my goodness, I can't imagine Mm -hmm. if once my sister got married, she moved across state or to a different Mm -hmm. state. Like I, I don't even know. I don't even know what I would do. Like right now we are all no more than 15 minutes from each other. That's awful. And some of us like six and me and my sister, Olivia, she literally lives three minutes from me. (laughs) Well, they will be living. They don't live together right now, but they will be living uh, three minutes from me and Matthew. So that's super dope. But yeah, we just wouldn't, we just wouldn't leave. I'm glad it was, it's God's will for us not to leave because that would be such a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, for sure. I love your obedience. You know, you are so intent on the details of his voice. That's a huge testament and so encouraging that he's calling you to stay, stay. And if he's telling you to go, go, but make sure it's his voice and not Mm -hmm. your own emotion. Yeah. So my husband, we had a youth led service last Sunday and he, in the beginning talked about how so many times because we hear God not say anything, we think he's saying no. Mm. He's actually just saying not yet. When you're asking God for something and you don't hear anything, we take the stance of he's saying no and I can't do this and I can't do that. When in that moment, we just need to keep doing what we're doing until we hear something from God. Don't move until you hear it. And don't just take the silence as him saying yes or no. He's just saying not right now. And sometimes we just get so caught up in that and we make moves and those moves are not even supposed to be happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we're just so anxious and eager to hear or not even to hear, but to just make an action like Mm -hmm. now, 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 you know, when it would be so much better if we just all took a moment and just waited till we heard God's voice instead of just taking it as a yes or a no. Do you feel like the waiting is always worth it? Oh, yeah. Always. Even if it ended up being what you thought it was going to be and you could have did it quicker, you have to trust and believe that God's timing is perfect. Mm -hmm. Even if your thought would have had you move in April 1st, but then God officially told you, yes, go ahead on April 5th. There's a reason why he was, he wanted those four days. You have to believe that. You have to believe in God's timing. It's so much better, so much better than anything. Waiting when it comes to your husband, waiting when it comes to what you're doing in ministry, all of that. We have to wait on the Lord. And there's so many scriptures that back that up, but also so many testimonies from people (laughs) that prove that. 
Can we talk about the timing of the end of the year concert that you had? Okay, I absolutely love this video. So I had discovered your music on Spotify and then I went and checked uh-huh. out your Instagram page and I watched this video of you singing Mad at It at like your end of the year concert this past yeah. year. It is crazy because you start singing this song and then everyone starts singing your own song like back to you. And it was just this really cool moment. Yeah. I would love to hear because I've watched that video probably like three times and like loved it. I seriously, at one time I was like washing dishes and was like, I'm just going to watch this one more time. I love worshiping and I love when there's a group of people who are just get in it. It's one of my mm-hmm. favorite things. So that's why I was drawn to it. But I'd love to hear you share a little bit about that. Yeah. Even hearing you talk about it, it makes me a little emotional. Like I said, being used to sing with the church on Sundays is one thing. But then when God decides to go further and now these lyrics that you literally wrote on your on the floor of your unfinished house's living room um, months ago become an anthem for people when they're going through something like it's such an honor and that concert in in specifics was just my church family it just means the world people could say like i mean you know that's just your that's of course they're gonna do it because your family you know what i mean it's your church family but they didn't have to and receiving what god has given to us and actually them being open to receive it when it's in-house. That doesn't happen, you know? I always say, like, one of my good friends, which we'll talk about later, um, he says, you have to define what's a win for you. And a win for me was the very first time someone told me that the music impacted them, big or small. I could have closed up shop. To me, it's not about, like, how many streams. And obviously, when you look at those things, it's like, whoa, God, okay, you know? But... It's not about the streams. It's not about all that stuff. It's literally about like the people who have DM me saying that they were listening to Let Go in the car and started bawling because that's exactly where they were in their lives. That is literally the reason why we do this. And it's just so, it's just so special. And it's again, such a blessing. I could write off that for the rest of my life just to know that you made an impact. Oh, you're just getting started. If I'm your first podcast interview, man, I can't wait for you to get with someone who actually knows what they're doing. <laughs> you're just getting started. Don't bow out on us now. <laughs> oh my goodness. Are you kidding? I feel like I'm like the amateur over here. You're literally so good at like redirecting and everything. Oh no, it's nothing. <laughs> um, I was going to say though, God is so good because I I didn't have to find that video on Instagram. So even saying like for a second bought into the live, like, oh, that's just my church family. They have to do this. Like, no, I didn't have to sing that over and over again because I watched that like video once and it got stuck in my head. I believe like you're declaring life over yourself. And even if it's something that's catchy, you're going to still like that feeds my soul. It's amazing. Thank you. Okay. So what are some exciting things that are happening with you right now? Are you releasing any new music soon? You told me through email that you were recording the other day and I know you're doing a few shows with Tori Deshawn, which by the way, I have all great things to say about him. Like yes. my husband and I listen to his music more than we probably should. We love it. So much. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Tori is just incredible. Like it's insane. His new song permanent, literally my whole family, we jam out. My mom knows all the lyrics. Like yes. it's hilarious. I'm obviously not signed to a label or anything like that. So we kind of had to figure out how to keep things moving. We came up with the keeping me concert series. So there will be more of them. That is super exciting. I have some new songs in the works. So I'll be performing two new songs 
at the concert. Ah, fun. I wish you could come. I literally saved this for this podcast. So you are literally getting like exclusive information because I've not said this anywhere. Oh my gosh, Mariah, you're making me so happy. This is so exciting. Thank you. <laughs> so one of the new songs that we are going to be ministering and performing at the concert is actually a new song with Tori himself. What? Oh my gosh, you guys are collaborating? Yes, we are. <laughs> oh my gosh, that makes me so happy. Yay, that is so cool. Yes, all the songs I feel like I always say is my favorite. But this one, I could say it again. It is literally one of my favorite songs. I cannot. What's it called? So that's, this is how new this is. I do not know the name of it yet. Oh. Isn't that crazy? So yeah, I'm literally so excited about it. And again, the beat is made by my husband. And then I'll be performing another song that's new as well. And that's just me by myself. So new music for sure. We're still in that first season of the Keeping Me EP. So we won't be coming up with like a whole nother album or EP probably until like second half of the year. Yeah. It's still so new. People are still finding the Keeping Me EP. So we don't want to like shove a whole nother EP down people's throats when they're still like learning. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But I am so excited. And the thing is, is we just want to bring a different level to the community when it comes to music. It's an opportunity for people to meet people and they're not going to get awkward and it's not going to be like, I found out that this person's actually rude. The people that are coming to the concerts are genuine spirit-led people. There's no going around that. So it's almost kind of like a safe haven because you know, like when you come, you are literally going to be jamming and listening to people who are not influenced by the world, who are not trying to just see how far they can make it in the Christian realm, but their hearts are really secular. You know what I mean? Like it's genuine and that's what we're just so excited for, honestly. I love that. And I feel like we need more people who are have that genuine heart. And you obviously have that. Even as I'm listening to your story, I'm like, praise God for people like you who wait on hearing from him. And I think it's like in John 3.30 maybe, where it's like more of him and less of me. And like you clearly walk that out and in, and encourage us. It's not easy, but it's worth it. Like you said, is it all worth it? Like, yes. So many people, or at least in St. Louis, know about my second or my first relationship that I had. And it would just, all of that kind of just came up again just recently. And I was actually able to say to someone, like, I am so thankful for all that I've gone through. Whether in the moment I was just like, this is horrible. This only happens in movies. This is not real life. And now I can just sit and literally say like, I thank God for every trial, every tribulation, every hard time, because I get to put that into my music and literally share the testimony and not focus on the bad and focus on, you know, how hard it was, but actually show people that there's so much more when you just put it in God's hands, he gets to show you why it happened. And you get to actually talk to people and say, maybe this is why, because she's going through the same thing and I can help her through it. Yeah, Absolutely. I love what you're doing. I want to be respectful of your time. Is there anything else that you would like to share before I ask you the final question? And I cannot tell you what a pure joy this has been to speak with you. I'm so honored. And honestly, like you were amazing. Like I hope that you were also speaking as well as singing because you were dropping some amazing like jewels here of wisdom that I love. Thank you so much. Honestly, the fact that I've like, we've never met 
It's just a testimony to how good God is. Yeah. This is just so crazy. I feel so honored and blessed to have been on my first podcast with you. Like you have been so great. <laughs> it's nothing short of like what I expected. Super awesome. Super easy and simple. Like oh, literally I was like, okay, what am I going to have to do? But this is so, it's just been so great. It's just like we're chit chatting and I am so thankful that you just had that vibe and that atmosphere just like we're just talking you know it's so cool oh of course yeah I honestly couldn't do it if it was anything other than that it would be too so I just do what I know which is be nosy and ask questions now I'm just kidding I'm just, hey, you gotta do what you gotta do <laughs> I'm just kidding but I do like to ask questions I like to know the backstory of things so yeah no I feel it I feel yeah. it um okay anything I want to share outside of that honestly I want to share that I'm so thankful for my husband and he's gonna listen to all of this and so baby I love you and you're literally everything that I need yeah. and I'm just so thankful to God that he just had like a divine pairing with us yeah. and it just means the world and I cannot wait to see what God has and also this is random too but my sister in law Erin, she is pregnant and she's due um July first. Yeah, this episode will be out by then. So yeah. Oh good, good, good. Okay, so she had a struggle. It was not easy for them, like with the pregnancy and getting pregnant and all that good stuff. Anyone is out there that's like needing encouragement, reach out to her. Like she is so willing and open to sharing her testimony through that and I just feel like so many people don't because yeah. it's so personal, but it's needed because it's something that happens in real life. Mm -hmm. So that's super random, but I just wanted to say that too. And you're going to have to give me her information, whether that's like email or a handle where they can direct message her or something so we can get that for people to reach yes. out to. And that's interesting that you say that. I feel like somebody's going to need to hear that. Yeah. Just keep praying for her to have a healthy pregnancy, like right up until July. It's been so amazing too. Like she has been doing so great. So God just continues to show us how much he, how much he loves us. It's insane. He is just so good. Does that mean that you're going to be an aunt or do you already have nieces and nephews i do i have one niece one nephew martine and leia okay um so this will be my third nephew or no my second nephew but third nibbling if anybody knows what that means nibbling is literally the word for your your siblings kids <laughs> <laughs> before i knew what uh my sister felicia was having i kept saying it and i hated it so I was like, there's got to be a word for like your siblings soon to be kids. And literally it's nibbling. And so I just use it all the time. I'm such a weirdo. I love it. <laughs> that is so good. That's so, that's so funny. I've never heard that before. Now, like all my friends who are aunts and moms, I'll be like, okay, now I know. Now I know what that means. Now you know. Yeah. The final question that we always ask every guest on the podcast, and that is where is God still with you? God is still with me in everything from how I wake up to how I go to sleep. He has shown that he's never going to leave me. I just love that still with me. Like, I feel like that's enough. He is still with me in spite of everything and every mistake that I've made, everything that I thought I ruined, mm. you know, from it being a young child and, you know, stealing a piece of gum, you know what I mean, too? <laughs> Some more grown yeah. mistakes. Yeah. I'm just, I'm in awe that God still is present in my life. He has never left me and he never will. And he is still with me in everything that I do. I love what you're saying because you can tell through your work and through your story that you've spent a lot of time with Jesus and that's because you welcomed him in and you've been very obedient. No, I can yeah. see it that God's been with you. You know, even from the beginning of where you moved from LA to St. Louis, I want to say like little St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. It's not little, but <laughs> 
never know. Yeah, in comparison, <laughs> your your neighborhood and your area where your church is and your dedication. You know, I kind of think of sometimes when people talk about. You can say like, you know, I was there since six years old, but I was like, that means like from every Sunday, like same parking lot, same doors you walk in. You know, yeah. same all of being obedient. And yeah. so I can tell that, you know, there's been many people who have had encounters with the Lord because of your voice and the work that you're doing. And they're still going to, even by them listening to this today and hearing your testimony and sharing. I'm excited and I'm really grateful for you. I believe that. Thank you. I, you know, if there's any way we can continue and in different ways to show the goodness of God, like that's mm-hmm. what we should be doing. Whether that means you have to overcome shyness or whatever, like overcome it because it's so much sweeter when you can be open and express just how good God has been, whatever that looks like to you. I remember days when we were having church in my house, literally. We already had like 50 people-ish and we uh, had a legit have church in our downstairs living room, which wasn't really living room. It was church, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and when I look back at that and see where we are now, not saying that it's like anything crazy extravagant, but God has just always been there. He's always been there. Even in the moments that I didn't think it he's just always been there and I'm so thankful again even even just talking to you right now like I feel like you need to be on the opposite end and I just want to know like you have to do one just about yourself because (laughs) I feel like even where God has brought you you know to be in this place Mm. is just so beautiful and obviously our paths were supposed to cross for a reason 100% yeah and whatever that brings whatever you know that means like I'm so here for it and I'm just ready to continue to walk in God's purpose well I'm a very loyal person and so you got me for life. So like, I'll be like listening and I mean it. You're welcome on here anytime. And I'll just continue to share all the work that you do. My friends listening, I'm just really excited. So thank you so much for making time out of your busy schedule to hang out with me. Of course. And I'm also so sorry that it took so long for us to figure out the day and stuff. It's just crazy. And I, that's why I was like, oh my, she's going to hate me in my first podcast ever. Like, what the heck? No, this is going to be one of many for you. And honestly, um, it's an honor for me to share the first opportunity. Oh my goodness, is Mariah not the best? This is why I love hosting the show. This is why I do this. I absolutely love meeting people who are on fire for Jesus and who are bold and unashamed to just continue carrying the torch. My, oh my. Mariah Dawn is absolutely incredible. And if you guys have not already checked out her music, would you please go and do so? You can find more information at MariahDawnMusic.com or you can find her on social Social media at Mariah Don Dobson. All of this information will be available for you in the show notes. You can find this at my website, coleybrowning.com. Please make sure you connect with Mariah and even thank her for taking a moment to be a friend and share her story on Still With You. I am so grateful. I want to relay back to a piece of the conversation that Mariah and I had about the unnamed song that she talked about. It officially has a name and it actually released about a month ago towards the beginning of when quarantine began. It is called Claim My Crown and again featuring one of our favorite people. 
Tori Deshaun. If you have not listened to this amazing beat, go and do so. It's so fun because some of our friends have actually taken this and created a dance to it using the TikTok app. Have fun with that. It is, again, one of my favorites that I love to just play in my house. And I think it's so timely with its release about how it says, even in recession, Lord, you keep me well. We are definitely going through in crisis right now through the economy and in our homes and our hospitals. It feels so scary right now with the things that are going on. Even in recession, Lord, you keep me well. Wow. It's amazing how God downloaded those lyrics into her and then released them at the perfect time. So please, when you listen to that song, believe it with all of your heart. As I mentioned, ColeyBrowning.com is a way that you can connect with me. You can also do this through social media. Coley Browning is my handle. Feel free to reach out to me. I would absolutely love to connect with you. If you would be so kind, one of the best things that you can do to help support Still With You is to subscribe to the show and also leave a review. Those mean more than you know in keeping Still With You on air. And I would so appreciate it as I just am stepping out in faith truly to continue this ministry. That is something that you could do that would be oh so kind. And please let me know if you leave a review, take a screenshot, send it to me. I'd love to thank you and encourage you in any way that I possibly can. Included also in the show notes is the information for you to connect with Mariah's sister, Erin, if you're interested in hearing her testimony. Maybe we should have her on still with you. I mean, that would be fun. What do you guys think? I don't know. I haven't asked her, but maybe we should ask her. I love you guys. Thank you so much for always showing up every single week and online tagging me in things that matter to you and sending me encouragement, taking my FaceTime calls and forgiving me when I don't respond to your text messages ASAP. Man, you guys are the best for all of those things. And I cannot thank God enough for giving me a wonderful circle of friends and family that love me best. You guys are top notch. Go out into the world and be bold, be brave, be you. And remember that he is still with you. Destiny, I love the joy you're giving me.